0: Hello, Dr. Shaw here, and welcome to another episode on teaching humanity remotely. What I really am hoping from these episodes is that I am giving you practical advice and that even though I'm the one who's talking on the podcast, because you are writing to me at learnwithmeremotely.com, I feel like we're having a discussion. So I think it's very important that we make sure that during every podcast I give you very sensible suggestions and strategies. I want this to be very practical. I want this to aid all of you and also aid myself by fulfilling a need that we all have. So today I'm wanting to discuss what happens when parents are friends because of their children and then the children are less interested in each other. How do parents maintain their adult friendships that we all need and also honor their children's growth and movement in a different direction? And I'm going to start by saying this issue, it reminds me of the song Make New Friends and Keep the Old Ones. Some are silver and the other gold. So it's about expanding our relationships and making sure that we truly have friendships that we want to keep and our families encourage us to move in a different direction we still stay you know loyal to our friendships and I think in that way, we can model for our children the benefit of being open to making new friendships and also being able to you know, keep the old relationships, even though they might change. They may be differently fulfilling, maybe not quite as fulfilling, but that doesn't mean they should be thrown away. And so I think that's really the key. And in a way, it's also like seeing in all of my interactions – I benefit somehow. Now that doesn't mean I want to hang out with people who want to beat me up or something or people who really aren't nice to me. I may not want to do that although I can have some learning lessons from learning how to cope with people who are not my favorite people. So I don't think parents should be completely equipped if a child comes home and says I don't want to play with this child ever anymore and you happen to be best friends with the parents. I don't think that that should happen because you also know the quality of relationships that your children did have. You also know that when they were, let's say, best friends and they get into a few disagreements as they're getting a little older, those relationships may still be worth cultivating. And then if there really is no interest, I mean, if it actually makes your children really feel bad after you've tried to compromise and show them through modeling that it could be important to keep these relationships as they evolve and change and your closeness ebbs and flows. I think it is important to model that. But if it's really unfulfilling, then I think you have to honor that with your children and you can still have relationships with the parents. So I think it's sort of that would be the continuum. I am very, very much encourage modeling when we are trying to teach our children something new. So maybe your child, let's say, has a best friend and they get into uh, some sort of disagreement, and they're in the same classroom, and maybe they have a class where they're friends for a number of years. They're in a classroom where they stay together. The the class stays together for a number of years. Those relationships will naturally ebb and flow. It's kind of like siblings. You know, sometimes there's the age difference that makes them very close. Sometimes the age difference, the exact same age difference, could make them feel further apart. And so I think it's very important that we model how we negotiate these changes. And it's important because it allows our children to learn how to accept and celebrate the different phases instead of just disregarding them. Now, I'm saying this and I'm really meaning it, and I also see the other side where we don't, none of us need to stay in relationships that are less than fulfilling. I don't think that's really the answer either, but I think that in this particular issue, based on the fact that there are history with friends, based on the fact that as adults, you are still friendly, the adults are still friendly, and you have limited family time, and you used to, let's say, do all these things together as two or three families, and now you have a child that doesn't want to have anything to do with the other family's children. I do think in that situation, it could be helpful to model some strategies that could allow the children to still enjoy being together even though they're not as close. For instance, let's say there are three families and, you know, the dynamic changes and now two of the family's children really get along and your child gets left out. I mean, nobody wants to see their child left out and no child wants to be left out. But what happens is that then there's an opportunity for the children to learn how to get their needs met. And by disregarding the relationship entirely, not only are you denying your child a learning lesson or many learning lessons, you're also having to give up your adult friendships. So I think the first thing that needs to happen is in order for this to be achieved, one thing that needs to happen is that the adults need to not take it personally that their children are no longer getting along as well as they used to. The adults need to not make their children or the other children wrong. That's really important because if you make your children wrong or the other children wrong, it will impact your friendship negatively. So there has to be an agreement, and that provides you, adults, with a learning lesson. You see, that's the thing. When things get hard, sometimes we just walk away, and that may not be the best time. Now, I'm in a stage in my life where I only wanna be in friendships that uplift me and champion me, and that I uplift and champion. I don't want to be in any relationship that when I leave, I feel unfulfilled, I feel lonely within the relationship, and I don't feel good about myself. Those are not the friendships I want to be in. Now, as a child, I can have moments of those, what I would consider negative feelings, but it doesn't mean I should walk away, because I don't know yet why I have those feelings. I may blame it on the other person when in fact I was the one who closed down because I was insecure or uncomfortable in my own skin. So I think it's a little different at different phases. I no longer am in the workforce where I have to be in relationships that may not make me feel the best about myself. I'm no longer in that position. When I was in the position as a younger adult, those kinds of relationships did provide me with learning lessons that I now get to utilize. And now I only have relationships that I want to be in. I have no relationships that I have to be in. And I have no relationships that I don't support and that I don't feel supported in. And yes, it would be fantastic if it, that happened during our entire life, but that's not always the case. So if you have a child who is really, really close to another child and as they grow, they become less close, I think then there's a continuum of interactions. And I think to utilize the continuum to keep new friends and, 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 keep to utilize the continuum to keep old friends and make new friends, to understand that as we develop, we may change our appetite, but that doesn't mean that we want to be unkind to our old friends and that I can enjoy being with different types of people in different kinds of ways. That's the other thing. I think that as we start to change our friendships, one of the things that I think is really good to remember is that, hey, you know, there was a time when I really enjoyed being with you and now it's not as pleasant. So what's going on there? Why isn't it as pleasant? Oh, you know, now we're getting too competitive with each other and that doesn't feel good. So when we're together, is there a way that we can not be competitive to make it feel better? Is there a way that we can do something different that will make it feel better? Or is it that we really don't have a lot in common anymore and we really could still care about each other but at a distance. So you can all figure it out. And you can figure it out without violating of a boundary, without forcing a relationship, and without taking it personally. And even to teach your children to not take it personally. You know, we're allowed to want to do different things and to grow and to change. But I think that if you really have adult friendships and your children no longer want to be together as often as they once were. I think it's really important that you understand that fact, and then there's a balance to know how to achieve that. Compromise on your children's part, because maybe it is important for them to learn how to continue to accept and celebrate each other as they grow, and also really listening to what they need and what you need. So I think that it's a very interesting question and I understand the dilemma and I hope that through this podcast, we're working at learning a way to honor what everyone needs and that in and of itself is a fabulous learning lesson. So unless the children are really mean to each other, unless they really bring out the worst in each other, I would continue to cultivate some kind of interaction where maybe you see each other a little less, maybe you have separate adult time. But one thing I think that's really important on the adult side is to not make any of the children wrong and to honor your children and also guide your children. So don't be afraid when you have to make a decision that your child may not want, but in the end may really enjoy. And you can think of it in the simplest ways. Let's say you offer your child sweet potato. Your child never ate sweet potato. They look at it and they're like, ugh, I don't want that. And you say, can you just try? And lo and behold, they try and they really like it. That happens a lot of the time. Not every time. Sometimes you ask your child to taste something. They don't want to do it. They do it and they really don't like it. But a lot of the time they actually do like it. And I would just try to explain it like that. Like take something very practical that's why these podcasts are useful to you because I'm really working at trying to provide something very practical because I don't want you to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time. I want practical information and I want practical information that is based on experience because that's how true understanding happens. So this topic is being discussed because you asked for it to be discussed. So that's hopefully useful. And I think that these possible scenarios can prove to be very useful. So please write to me throughout the weeks that you try this and let me know if this assisted you or if you need further assistance. Write to me at LearnWithMeRemotely.com and I'll continue to respond. Next week we are going to provide another guided meditation because I think it's very important to model what you're asking for and what we're asking for these days seem to be ways to reduce stress so i think that doing a quiet meditation with or without your children every day starting with a minute working your way to three minutes it doesn't have to be long to teach your children to have a vehicle a strategy to sort of come back to oneself throughout the day. So that's what we'll be doing next week. Until then, enjoy your week, enjoy your children, and enjoy your quality friendships.